All right. What's up, everybody? It's your pal, Val, and welcome back to the show. Today, we have a very exciting guest on, as we always do, and I'm really excited to dive into the episode. There's not really much for me to say here, um, other than we have a song to start off the show, as we always do, and our guest has chosen the song Green Light by Lord. So I'm just going to go ahead and play that really fast, and then we'll introduce our guest and get into our episode. So... We'll talk to you soon. I do my makeup in somebody else's car. We order different drinks at the same bars. I know about what you did and I want to scream the truth. She thinks you love the beach, you're such a damn liar. Those great whites, they have big teeth Well, they bite you That you said that you would always be in love But you're not in love No more Did it frighten you? How we kissed when we danced on the light of floor On the light of floor But I hear sounds in my mind Brand new sounds in my mind introduce our guests. Why don't you say your name? Say hello. Hey guys, I'm Charlotte Savany. <laughs> to add that in there. You might remember her from last week when she was on our snow day special and we definitely wanted to sit down and do a one-on-one episode. Yeah. We've been wanting to do this for a while but last semester we had class during the show time and 
now you're here. So this is so exciting. I know. Well, thank you for coming on because we have an interesting conversation today. Can't wait. Yes, excited to be here. Thank you, Val. <laughs> of course. I'm just, I love having people on and the fact that I haven't gotten to yet is crazy, but we're making it happen today. So that's what's important. So, you know, why don't we just give the listeners a general gist, you know, who you are, like where you're from, that kind of thing? Sure. So I, like I said, I'm Charlotte and I'm from White Plains, New York. And I'm a mechanical engineer major with a math and physics minor here at Fairfield University. I'm very excited. I just got the opportunity to be an NSL. They accepted me. And those of you who don't know what NSL is, it's New Student Leader. And we teach first-year experience to the first incoming students who are going through their first year. And we're going to teach a class on how they can get acclimated to the school and feel a little bit more comfortable with their friends and how to register for classes, things like that. So I'm excited. We're going to do some summer training and then fall welcome, and then we're going to teach some classes in the fall. And yeah, orientation too. You'll be there mm-hmm. for freshman sure orientation. Oh, sorry. That was Siri. <laughs> <laughs> She's always listening. <laughs> I know. So yeah, that's awesome. What made you want to be an NSL? My NSL wanted me to make, uh, made me want to be an NSL because she just made me feel very comfortable at school and she was extremely helpful and I knew I could go to her for anything. Like if I needed academic advice or how to register, she, I could just text her and she could respond immediately. And it was nice to have someone who already went through the f- experience that I could have a direct connection to if I had any questions. Awesome. Well, yeah, we're going to get more into, like, Fairfield a little bit later, but before, like, we go too far into the episode, I want to, like, backtrack for a second and make sure we get to the song, which um, you chose, Greenlight, and can you speak a little bit to, to why you chose that song? So I chose Greenlight because I was running in the Recplex, which is our where we have our indoor track and our gym at Fairfield, and I didn't have a good running mix. So on Spotify, I like looked up running mix and it made something for me. And I just clicked play. I really didn't know any of the songs mm-hmm. on there. I just browsed it. And so I'm running to a song that I had queued, but then I didn't know it was after that. And then Greenlight came on and I'm like, this is kind of slow to be a running song. But then the chorus came on and I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is really good like running and then I was running to the song made me want to go faster it helped my like time get less I did like an 830 mile the yesterday because of that song Mm -hmm. and it just is a very freeing song Mm -hmm. and I got into Lord because of my cousin who is in her Lord phase right now and I was like hmm what songs should I pick for the podcast and I was like oh well I love this song right now my cousin's in her Lord phase, and Lord is just really good uh, artist anyway. So, I love that. Yeah, yeah. doesn't that, Yeah, that's really cool. And um, we don't. We definitely want to talk about like your hobbies later and how you're such like a, a gym beast, always you know, hitting the gym, doing something different, and you're definitely an inspiration to those of us who want to take a lot of skip days. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk about your major and like why you chose that major, what you're doing here with the kind of classes and stuff. So I chose mechanical engineering because I knew I wanted to do something creative with my life. And I love to build things ever since I was little. I built Legos before, like, it said it was 16 plus, and I was like, no, no. I'm about (laughs) to build this bank like nobody's watching. Mm -hmm. And so I'd build the bank so fast that by the time, like, we put on a movie, and I was, like, doing the Legos, and it was finished before the movie ended. I'm like, wow, that was really quick. I wish I could, like, build more things. And I was like, hmm what can I do in life that I can build stuff and even smaller things or be part of Lego? And I was like, oh, I can be in engineering. And engineering, you just have so many things you could do with, like, hands-on. Uh-huh. You can do a lot of hands-on things. And with mechanical, you can go into so many branches, uh-huh. and it's such a widespread major that you can use your engineering major to, like, be a part of Swakorsky and build, like, aircrafts. You can even do Lego. You can be a part of Lego and you create the models for 
like kids who want to build a bank, for example, I can make like a different type of bank. I can make like the tangled tower out of Legos and sell it to people. You could be an Imagineer, which I thought was so cool, is just building different rides, like in Disney World, Mm -hmm. Universal, that kind of thing. And I just really loved the idea of like using, I also loved math, so building and math were come to, came together to be engineering so that's awesome so do you there's so many things obviously to choose from and you know you don't have to commit to one I'm thinking your whole life I mean there's so many different avenues especially nowadays I feel like people are not the traditional like staying in a job for 50 years is not necessarily the norm it's you know like shifting and finding different things jobs change like the way that the world is, has changed a lot so I mean when you're thinking about right after graduation or even beyond that What are you thinking of applying your mechanical engineering degree with? I have thought of a lot of routes to take with mechanical Mm -hmm. engineering, and I'm still not sure. Mm -hmm. I was very, and still am, interested in prosthetics. I did a thesis and project on it last semester during my introduction to engineering course Mm -hmm. and I just think it's very cool that I could still work kind of in the biomedical field but be behind the lines and create prosthetics that are what I like about it is that it could be more affordable Mm -hmm. so I wrote that we can use 3D printing to make prosthetics and even for kids because 3D printing is less money you just buy the machine and the material and you can make dozens of things with dozens of the prosthetic arms or Mm -hmm. legs or feet with just the material that you bought and you can make like 20 of them and it's less cost because kids are gonna some kids they don't have a hand or they don't have an arm and while they're growing up they grow up fast and Mm -hmm. they their arms and legs get much bigger of course because we grow up so every time every year they're gonna have to get a new prosthetic arm Mm -hmm. and that's more money out of your pocket every year because they were born without a hand or an arm so to make that a little bit cheaper 3d printing is a good way to go with different um like materials that you can put in there so i feel like that would be really cool and it's definitely something that is like proficient in this world today is that we don't really know it because we don't look for it but many people aren't born with arms or hands things like that they don't they and even if they are born some people need to get amputated like from the war and things like that so if I got into that I feel like that would be really cool yeah and that would definitely help a lot of people and definitely make things more accessible because you know that kind of special, like, uh, I guess it's customized for each person because mm-hmm. everyone's body is different. So if we can, you know, bring that cost down and you can really be a part of that, that sounds incredible. And that's going to help so many people. So I love hearing, you know, I love hearing about people who want to help people because I think, I mean, that's something I want to do, but I think we all have different strengths and the way that we choose to do that is just awesome. Yeah. So you're going to do it in a huge way and it's awesome to see. Thank you. So... We want to talk about your Fairfield story because you have told me or alluded to the fact that it's it's kind of got a long got a long history out there. You know, like what what's the story? Why Fairfield? Why was this your number one? So this was my number one because even before my senior year, I was invited. I toured Fairfield because my good friend from home, she. She toured Fairfield, and she was dead set on coming here. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm not going to any other school. I just want to go to Fairfield. But, alas, she's at Fordham right now because <laughs> that caught her interest a little more. And uh, she's like, Charlotte, you could go, you should go and visit it. And I was like, okay. So I came here, and I that weekend I was just so excited to come, and the weather was going to be beautiful. So as soon as I got here and we went through the tour and I just, like, saw the campus, it was so beautiful. And I was like, this is, like, such a beautiful campus, and they have an engineering department with my major that I would like. And the amount of people who came from Fairfield with engineering and got into great jobs as soon as they got out of college was, like, an astounding amount. So I was like, this looks great. 
Definitely <laughs> going to put this on my list, and it's close to home. That was mm-hmm. a big thing. I needed the college to be close to home, and I'm only 45 minutes away, sometimes mm-hmm. even 30. That's nice. So <laughs> I, yeah. I also had the stag hackathon competition. Yes. Which was in the summer before my senior year, and they gave scholarship they give scholarships to those of people who won mm-hmm. and we won that competition so they said if you go to Fairfield you get to I have this scholarship edition so that was also enticing for me so to yeah here. talk about that because we know you know you won this competition even before you came here and you're already doing amazing things while you're here but before that what was that like what did it entail um you know like what projects you know yes so that was a project where we had real world, um, like real world people come to on Zoom. It was on Zoom because we couldn't really do it in person, and we had real world employers come from like Goodroot, Pursue Care, and they had engineers as well as people in the healthcare department come together to help people who cannot like get their health care uh-huh. or they're they live in the midwest and they are far from hospitals and they can't get immediate care so what we had to do was we had focused on this oh, the opioid crisis and we focused on the midwest because they do not have a lot of access to hospitals and they're like an hour away from hospitals or when they get their prescription and they need a needle sometimes that needle is not clean and because they can't get it from the hospital so they like get it from a place that they don't know if it's like it's a legit place so sometimes those needles were like lined with fentanyl or they had too many opioids within it already so when they used it it like caused a lot of deaths because fentanyl is a very large um sad drug that like is killing a lot of people, yeah. yeah. So what we did was we had to create a program where the people who needed to get access to healthcare could go through that website and find a doctor that they like needed, say a we could say like an orthodontist or someone for a heart surgery. They need that care immediately they can go through the website, search up the person that they need, and a list of doctors will come down, and they can either go through Zoom or they could, like, find a doctor that's closer to them in a small, not a big hospital, but in their own little, like, store. Not really store, but, you know, there's, like, pediatrics sometimes when you go into towns. There, it's not like a whole hospital. You have your own pediatric thing and within the town so then right. they could find towns like near them mm-hmm. um but it was like a it's called stag hackathon because it's a coding competition mm-hmm. but we couldn't code because we were on zoom so it's not like we could share each other's screens gotcha so were you in a group of people that you hadn't met before who were interested in coming to fairfields or actually i was put in a group of people that i had no idea who they were right. because I didn't even know this what this competition was about until gotcha. I got there. And these three were, or I think four, were friends already. Okay. And they went to the same school, and they needed one more person, and mm-hmm. then that person was me. But I love learning from them because they all had such great ideas, and one of them wants to go into computer science, and her knowledge really showed, and I was really happy I got to learn from her. And I, since I did that competition, I felt ready and ready to go for the second competition which was this past fall and I didn't know anybody either because again I'm not computer science so I can't code but I wanted to be in the competition anyway and I was with two other computer science girls and a biomedical engineer and we this time it was like a different we still have to code an actual website and you had to go through a website and like click on doctors and then doctors will show up and their credentials uh-huh. things like that so this past fall was definitely harder 
and more stressful because we were on a time crunch and only one of us really knew how to code because she was in her sophomore year right. of coding and we only wrote out like our script on Google Docs and we couldn't really help her so that's why it was a little stressful but we did win that competition as well and I feel like it was just like all the teamwork that I was that we built within the one before senior year and this fall wait so it wasn't the same group though right no so you're the one who won twice in a row out of yeah everybody yes that's incredible so how did that like did that affirm your position as a mechanical engineer you're like I know this is right for me was it like you know you felt you felt really good afterwards I know you won well was this the competition that you won the prize from Yes. Yeah, this is where you went. Okay. okay, so yeah, talk about like what you won. You had to go away for it too, right? Or you were no, like you were. I remember like you were not. Maybe you were just on campus and I was asleep. But that's probably more like it was. Oh, I needed to go to the Innovation Annex, which was all the way up by Barnyard. Okay, maybe that's what I was thinking. You okay? So you were still on campus. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what? Yeah. What did you win? We won an iPad. We yeah. won uh the not the newest iPad, but like the 13 Pro, I think. The when they called our group name, we still sat down and looked at each other like, "Good, good try, guys." <laughs> we tried our best, and it turned out we were group two, and we went, "Oh my gosh!" And we stood up, and everyone was clapping, and we were still in shock as we picked up our iPads. We're like, "Take a picture!" I was like, "Okay." Um, yeah, it was pretty surprising, but we were so happy and so grateful because we got the experience, and our hard work paid off. Because in that competition, there were juniors of very intelligent, very intelligent juniors who were all suited up, ready to win. Literally suited up. They had all, like, blue blazers on and, wow. like, pink ties. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we're so ready. And I'm, yeah, we were really grateful to uh, win that uh, against other people who were seniors, had great co- computer science experience, job experience. Yeah. Well, I think it's definitely the story of the underdog and also, like, humility sometimes. Like, you know, we go into a situation and we're convinced that we're going to do well. And you know what? You never know what can happen. And I think we have to approach every situation just, like, looking at it objectively. And you did. And, you know, you really just were like, even though I don't think I can win, I'm not going to not do my best. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You still put your best foot forward. And you ended up winning. And now you're an iPad girly. (laughs) Yes. I know. I love seeing you with your little iPad and just doing your solid works. And, yeah, so mm-hmm. that's awesome. So was that, like, part of a club? I don't think that was part of a club, but I know, aren't you, like, in some, talk about the clubs that you're in or, like, other things that you're doing on at Fairfield. So I I think the club you're thinking of is American Society of Mechanical Engineers, mm-hmm. which I'm a part of, but we haven't been meeting that much. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, like, I'm not complaining. I, I do love the club but i know that the two people who run it are seniors mm-hmm. and that's yeah especially second semester second semester seniors yeah. i don't blame them right they probably want to end this year off with a bang make sure they get good their good job internships or like a job to their career and uh I think it'll probably pick up next semester mm-hmm. but i'm not sure because he, they need to appoint some new members, like some new executive members. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm also in the Society of Women Engineers. So I still have that club as well as um, Women in STEM, which is really fun. I'm the only engineer in Women in STEM. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Or there's two of us, mm-hmm. which actually she's a biomedical engineer who was in the competition with me, which is really fun. Oh. And then the big one that I really love is Student Alumni Association. And they're yeah, having a, talking about that. I love that club because I went to a conference this past, no, not this past Saturday, the Saturday before last Saturday, where we went to UConn and it was a networking opportunity with all different colleges, all different universities around the tri-state area, which was so cool. Um, and then they're doing blanket making tonight. Oh, wow. Which I would love to go to, but alas, I have lab at that exact time. <laughs> <laughs> and they're giving the blankets, I believe, to 
a hospital or a charity. So that's really cool. That's yeah. awesome, Charlotte. You're definitely very involved, and you're also doing fun things like intramural sports. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite one that you've done so far? Soccer, definitely, because I just – soccer is my sport. I'm doing intramural basketball right now, and <laughs> it's just so terrible. I can't even – I try my best to shoot, and it just, <laughs> it's always too short. <sighs> but it's for the fun. It is. It is. It's for the thrills. And um, I've heard a little bit of a rumor that you're going to be moving on to kickball. What's that about? Mm-hmm. I got appointed captain of kickball team Ooh. by Erin Gibbons, which she's on this podcast as well. She, yeah, she's a frequent <laughs> frequent guest. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm the captain of kickball. I'll have to go to a captain's meeting tomorrow night. And... We're going to we're gonna have a good team, I feel. And it's even if we're not going to like I feel like we're gonna be a really good team. Right. Really connected. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's a great way to put it. Really connected. Although, um I'm not sure how many members of the team all know each other, which is fine. I mean, I, I mean, I'm speaking from a really weird, unprofessional point of view now that I'm actually on the team. But it's called Val's Pals. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally your name. It's yeah. It's it's kind of a little bit of a spin on the podcast. Um, not to inter- mm-hmm. insert myself into, too much into it, but you know everybody on the team, which is good. But there's a couple of people that I'm interested to meet. It'll be a good. It'll be a good experience. Oh yes. Well, they're from my soccer team, mm-hmm. and they're really nice. And oh my goodness, one of them. He was he kicked the ball so hard in soccer that I'm scared for the other people <laughs> for this kickball team. No, like, yeah, soccer is definitely something that will be helpful, I think, for kickball in yes. terms of like you know actual mm-hmm. going up to I guess kick, not bat, but <laughs> I know if we were playing intramural like softball or baseball, I could not swing that bat and hit that yeah. ball. Well, I'm no definitely chance. looking forward to it, and I think it's awesome how you like we're in intramural leagues, and now you've worked your way up to captain and you're heading your own team like starting out people you know different people that don't know each other you're going to be the connection I think mm-hmm. I'm very excited <laughs> get Erin up to the plate when she doesn't want to oh no <laughs> <laughs> okay that's interesting well that's definitely fun and you're also like super involved or going to different events all the time and it's you're definitely a fun person to be around because you're always down to do anything mm-hmm. even if it's just going to the gym so also, something I want to talk about with you is, you know, you're you're a math-centric person. You love math. You are a mechanical engineering major, obviously, like you said. You know, you're so talented in all those things. But yet, I see you, and I'm like, you are a person who's still so rooted in the humanities. Like, you are, you love reading. Um, we're going to get into it, but you, like, you've written books. Mm-hmm. Like, you are just, I don't know. And you seem, what I love about that, too, is, like, you don't seem unaware of, like, the problems of the world. Sometimes, like, you know, you, you people, you might have your traditional coder who's, like, stuck in their computer or whatever. I mean, not that you're a coder, but you get the point. Like, yeah. you're still you're still interested in the humanities. So, like, can you speak to that? Yes. Yeah, so, I've always wanted to write since I read this one book before preschool, which was, it was like Lullaby Moon or something. And I was reading it outside in my backyard with my mom. And we were just like reading through it, making sure I knew how to like read and write and speak for preschool, you know. Or was it kindergarten? It's one of those. But I, while I'm reading it, I literally got transported into the book. Like, I could still remember. I felt like I was in there with the mice who were part of the book. They were the main characters. And I just felt like I was within it. And when I was reading through it, I was, like, walking with them. And then when it ended, I was like, whoa. It felt like I was in a movie, but I was, like, I was reading it. It sounded like I was watching it. But I was like, I want to make something that, like that and other people can feel like they're part of it too and from then on I was just I started writing books uh since I was like a mouse in Lullaby Moon I was writing like mice I wrote this little short story about this hamster and that lived in Amsterdam <laughs> and they, like she like went to school and she ate from like had sunflower seeds as snacks and yogurt drops as like dessert because that's what I gave my hamster you know mm-hmm. so and then I started writing about adventures, and I came up to today where I'm very trying my very best to put together a book. So, 
I would ask you to go into the synopsis on air, but I think that that would be <laughs> no, a long. No. That would, that would be, be too long. <laughs> I don't think so. But I can say that it's definitely very detailed. You have two different storylines or mm-hmm. two different books that you're writing, both very different, and they're both so intriguing. It's something I'd love to read one day, and I think it's incredible how you've done that, you know, and they're both like full-length books, and you've even talked about screenplays. So what would that be like if you were going to convert your books to movies? I mean, I, I'm i not sure because I always, while I'm writing, I think of it, I imagine how it would look in a movie. Mm. But what I want to do here is go into an introduction to film class. That's already on my list for next semester mm-hmm. because we need it for Magiscore anyway. Right. And it says I could do film, I could do, like, intro to painting, intro to sculpting. Music. Yeah. And I would love to learn how to work camera and make it, like, do the film certain ways. I follow people who have different filters or on the camera, and they can upload it and have different quality, and they just make their own short films. And then I just love the idea of film I do edits on my own and I think if I can get if I can understand it a little bit better I can like maybe get into that but mm-hmm. as a side thing I still want yeah. to be engineering no but I mean I'm thinking of like you know Hollywood like you would be the author behind the scenes and you're like no I'm going to self-produce my own book which I think is an incredible or a movie for your own book Mm-hmm. That's awesome because I I remember talking to you and being like Charlotte I'm gonna convert your book into a movie and you're like no 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 Missy I am I have like <laughs> I would want you to be a part of it but I was like I have like I'm I have ideas that I could put towards no. you and we could do it together no no that's fine like it's your creative vision but I feel like a lot of times you'll have like an author and they'll maybe be like an influence but a lot of times like it's just different and you're like no I this is something that you're going into it with and I think in today's day and age like that's something I feel like like authors do think about because you know you can say all you want oh I'm just sitting down to write a book but that's not really the dominant form of entertainment anymore I feel like there's mm-hmm. still plenty of readers out there and books I don't you know I think they're still so important and transformative but that whole idea of some of the best movies out there are book to movie adaptations mm-hmm. yes Harry Potter Lord of the Rings those are up there I I would know I just did a whole statistics thing on the most famous books in the world and Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings are, like, top five mm-hmm. book-to-movie adaptations. Yeah, I mean, even, like, books based on true stories, like, I'm pretty sure Hidden Figures was a book before uh, it, was. it was a movie, yeah. and, like, those have just influenced the world so much and mm-hmm. something that people continue to turn to. So I think, honestly, it's smart going into it thinking about what angle you would take it. And, you know, you could be an influential part in that dialogue of, like, creating the whole scene, and mm-hmm. that's just insane. Ah, oh, that's so cool. Would you ever really consider a TV show or it would be like a movie? Because your one book has like a huge plot. Yes. And that could be like honestly like a seven season show at least. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be crazy. Uh, well, I would think the one I'm working on right now would, pro- would probably be a TV series. Mm-hmm. It might even just be like one season. As if this is actually happening. No, it is. It is happening. One day we're all going to see it and we're going to look back to this podcast. You saw it here first. Like, honestly, I love doing this show, but part of me is like, maybe these people that I'm bringing on are going to be famous and I'm going to be the one who introduced them to the world. (laughs) That's so cool, yes. No. Yes, it's going to happen, Val. We're manifesting it. (laughs) Well, for you, for sure. You're going to be a famous author. Well, first of all, you're going to save lives. You're going to do all of that. And then let's just say, like, after the world's been saved... Then you're gonna be a little bit selfish and get rich off of the, get rich off of your book and your movie, um, and I and I just got a hot take coming in from um, some people who are a little bit unhinged right now, oh, and they're telling me that a hot take is the book is almost always better than the movie. And how do you feel about that? I feel that it's you. It could go either way. Mm-hmm. It depends. So. I mean, I feel like if you read the book first and then watch the movie, you'll have some critiques. Say you love the book so much. Mm-hmm. Like, if you wa- if you read Harry Potter, I know someone who was uh, obsessed with Harry Potter and, like, knew everything about it. And 
and when she watched the movie, she was like, I can't believe they did this and this with, like, Ginny and Harry, and, like, I was like, oh, I didn't even know that. I love the movies, but I didn't read all the books, full mm-hmm. disclosure. Sorry to people who are <laughs> listening and gasping right now. Just I, Mia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I only watched the movies, and I thought they were amazing, and honestly, I was I was trying to get through, like, book two, but... I couldn't because I was like it was so it was kind of different honestly no shame I used to be the type of person that's like I have to read the book before the movie and now I'm like honestly sometimes I just want to get into the world see what it's about and yeah yeah hot take but Mm -hmm. um I would say that there is one example of a movie that I've seen that I like better than the book and maybe this is like a cringeworthy example but it's the notebook (laughs) I'm not saying it's like the best movie out there but I am saying that I did read the book and I don't know if this is, I mean, I don't know if I can spoil, but I, I probably will just go ahead and do yeah. it anyway. Um, that the ending of the book is that they don't die, and the ending of the movie is that they do die. And, like, oh, I know that that's, like, sad, but at the same time, like, they died together knowing who each other was. And then in the book, it's kind of open-ended, like, it could have just happened, and they both died separately, and, you know, they didn't know mm-hmm. who each other was. So, yeah, I think the movie was better, in my opinion. And also, I think Nicholas Sparks writes for movies anyway, similarly. So maybe that's a different example, but... Yeah, but that's similar to some other movies, like the Divergent series. Mm. At the end of the third book... Sorry if you haven't read, read this, but, like, yeah, on now. No, honestly, if you haven't <laughs> at this point, you're not going to, so go ahead. So, uh, at the end of the third book, the main character, Trish, dies. Mm-hmm. And then in the movies, she lives, or... Well, what was supposed to happen was like the you know how the Hunger Games the second the third movie was like four two movies so they did four yeah. they wanted to do that but I guess they didn't get the funding or like it didn't happen the movie starts when come back and so they were expecting fully anticipating to do another movie and then when that didn't happen they were going to do a TV show and then the movie stars were like no we're movie stars not TV show actors so it never happened wait are you talking about the Hunger Games no well Divergent was okay. so they both were like big at the same time yes, and they yes. both were kind of like coming out Divergent came after out after the Hunger Games but the original movie plan was to do four movies instead of three like the Hunger Games because it was oh, J part one part I two see. it's all like a money making scheme yeah but I was like I was very surprised because I met uh, oh my gosh forgetting her name this is so bad I met Veronica Roth who wrote yeah. Divergent at that panel in, fair, in the uh, quick yeah we had an event here with yeah. Veronica Roth yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think. Okay, yes. We had an event with her, and one of the questions was, why did Tris die? Like, we all disliked that she died. And she actually said that she knew from the beginning Tris was going to die because she was in uh, abnegation, which was selflessness. And she had to die for, like, the good of humanity or something. Yeah. Or to for all the serum to <laughs> go away. I honestly yeah. don't remember, but... No, that's definitely something that's interesting, too, because I know that in American media, it's very common for the happy ending trope to happen. Mm-hmm. And you look at cultures like Japan, where it's like it's more of a realistic ending of things, and it's more common. They're not, like, waiting for the happy ending, because here we're always anticipating, like, to a point, like, our disbelief is not really, like, we can be watching the highest stakes and be, like, a little bit nervous, but ultimately, like, we kind of go in with that mindset of, okay, it's going to be all right at the end. Yeah. And that's just not real life. You know, so I mean, I'm not saying like I'm not going into <laughs> depressive worldscape. I'm just saying like life is messy. Yeah. You know, and it can't always be wrapped up with a pretty bow. That doesn't mean there's not silver linings. It doesn't mean there's not good parts to it. That doesn't mean that like yeah, you can have you can look back in the end and everything will be okay. But like the way we get there sometimes is not a perfect story arc. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. That's definitely very interesting. I have another point here that we wanted to get to about your college essay when you were talking about, like, we were just talking about math and, like, humanities and, like, being so interested in art, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. You're definitely, like, well-rounded in that regard. And can you speak to, like, what that was about? Because you just seem so passionate and, like, we got to get to this. And I can't wait to hear it. Oh, my college essay. So I, I mean, I, had, I was torn between writing about my major mm-hmm. and writing about writing. Because every time I think about what I'm passionate about, it always goes to math and writing. Like, I can't distinguish the two. I have to talk about both. So coming to that conclusion, I'm like, okay, I'm going to write my college essay on how math and writing can be connected. And saying that, people are like, how can they be connected? That's, like, two totally different things. But when 
I like when I was doing all my math problems like I always thought of it as a story while I'm figuring out bear with me an integral I feel like I'm going through the motions and it's just a complete puzzle by the time I'm done you get an answer like at the end of a story a mystery you get the answer and Mm -hmm. both at the end of both you're like oh my gosh I feel great I figured (laughs) this out and it's just such satisfaction when you finish a book when you finish a problem you feel so happy that you did it and your hard work kind of paid off not like hard work that you're reading and you're like I did that I read a book it's more like you read something and you're just satisfied with the ending and how it went and because it's a time investment both ways yeah so I just thought both of them could be connected and that I would be doing both in my future. Mm-hmm. That's what I said at the end is that I spoke about writing and I spoke about math in my essay separately and I brought them together in my conclusion so that it's kind of like metaphorical that at the end, in the beginning they're separate and then the end they're kind of they come together and that I'll be participating in both in my future because I can't live without either. That's awesome. I love that. And I think that's such a more realistic approach, too, because sometimes, you know, people think, like, oh, you only have to be one way, or, like, this is your major, so this is all that you love. But in reality, like, even if you're a person who, like, is going to be an author, I mean, even if you didn't like mechanical engineering, right, or if you were, like, an artist or, um, I don't know, you painted for a living, you still have to, like, do the math to pay bills and, like, you know buy car, like, figure out all that kind of stuff, or even just, like, doing random coupons, like, how much is 40% off of this? Like, it's just part of everyday life in the same mm-hmm. way that, like, writing an email is a part of everyday life. And yeah. those are the mundane examples, but, like, you can really invest in it and find, you know, joy. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. And I'm grateful that we talked about all of that. And before we, you know, get too into the – before we, like, run out of time, I want to get to – what every, what's the question on everybody's mind? And I think you know what it is. And everybody talks about this all the time because Charlotte is a little miss expert on love. And there's the one, the only, Stefan, who is probably listening right now. So, hi. <laughs> and I don't know, like, if you want to share, you know, how you met, how long you've been together, just, like, all of that. Sure. So, we... I was in this group called Artistry, and it was a theater group outside of school. And I was in it for two years before I met Stefan, which was we met each other in Greece, where I was Patty Simcox and he was Kaneki. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, and we were going to this play, Hello Dolly, in the city. And I saw he was with his little brother, and they were, like, hanging out, like, just talking on the train. And then he was just, like, so smiley and really happy to, like, go to this play and hang out with his brother and just see, like, how Dolly. I'm like, this is so adorable. And um, there was actually some competition because this other girl was, like, Mm, he's cute and I'm just like um excuse me what so I talked to Stefan and I was like I really just want to be like friends with him you know mm-hmm. and um we got like each other's snapchat and we hang- hung out more and then at the cast party he's like can I have your number and I'm Aww. just like oh my goodness and I'm like, yeah, sure, here it is. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, he gave, we exchanged numbers, and I don't remember, but I think I didn't, he didn't text me um, for a week, and then, like, I was in, I forget where I was, but I was on vacation. And then he texted me with the most famous text in the world. Uh, if you, if you want, uh, oh, my gosh, sorry. <laughs> She's and getting nervous frazzle. thinking about it. <laughs> um, if I asked you out, would you go on a date with me? Aww. And I was like, yes. Of course. What, what other answer would you have said? 
Um, but the obvious, yes. Yeah. So that's adorable, and I think it's just amazing to see. And you guys have been together five years. Wow, that's <laughs> incredible. So you met when you were thirteen, right? Or no? No. You met when you were wait. wait two, you met you met two years before you were together. So you met when you were like eleven. Is that what I'm hearing? No, no. Or you've always known each other. No, we had not. We had we didn't always know each other. In eighth grade, what was that? That's, that's like 13, 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just turned fourteen. Okay. Or maybe I just turned thirteen and he was fourteen. But, but nonetheless, like that's young. Like that's really young. Yeah. <laughs> but we yeah, I feel like the first two years were a little we were like built a friendship. And I feel like that's a big thing, like building a friendship first. Mm-hmm. And then because you're like you realize you can be just like talking with each other, going to restaurants and just talking about whatever's going on. And you just feel like you, you're friends and more. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like a very strong relationship. So I'm very happy we got to like build our friendship and no, that's awesome. Make it more, yeah. And I've, I think everyone's always so interested, all my listeners here at Fairfield, because I think there's a huge single population pool, you know what I mean? And especially coming to college, I think a lot of people are just looking out there, trying to find what's out there. And it seems like you are so happy with what you've already found. And how has that been being away from each other because of college? Has that, like, made it difficult? Or how have you dealt with that? So the beginning um, in the fall, it was it was a little hard because we saw each other every weekend. We didn't go to the same high school, mm-hmm. but we still saw each other every weekend. We went to like each other's high school soccer games and we just knew each other that each other were going to be we were going to be 15 minutes away from each other. Mm-hmm. If we ever wanted to see each other like after school or something. But with this, it's like train ride to Fairfield or train ride to Providence. He goes to Providence College, by the way. Uh but we got to see each other. It was like an October break or something, and that was really exciting. I loved that moment. And afterwards, he came to visit me twice, and I have yet to visit him, but I definitely will. I'm very excited because I haven't seen Providence College campus yet, and I really want to. But Right now, we've had, like, a lot of breaks this semester, I feel. I think so, too. It's President's Day, and, like, yeah, we're having spring break in a week or yeah. on Friday. Yeah. But since his break is different than ours, mm-hmm. so I saw him this Saturday. Saturday. Then I'm going to see him this Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. and possibly Sunday. And then... So it's definitely, like, yeah. about making the time to find each other or see each other mm-hmm. your way. And FaceTime. FaceTime is big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's interesting, too, because I know that some couples will be like, oh, um, we're going to go to the same college. And that I don't know that I would recommend that. And I was wondering, like, how, I mean, not speaking from experience, but <laughs> you're the one who has experience. But how were you able to, like, reconcile saying, like, we're going to each do what's best for us and we're still going to make us work? Like, how was that? What was the conversation like? And how did you figure all that out? So, he actually applied to Fairfield as well. Mm-hmm. I visited Fairfield first and I told him about it and they have a big business program here Mm -hmm. and he's accounting but wants to do finance as well so of course I mean that yeah it's really good here yeah yeah, business is good here and business was good at Providence when he went to Providence he said it felt exactly like Fairfield Mm -hmm. and he was torn between the two because Providence is still it's 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 adequately close but it's also it's It's, like not too far not too close Especially from your home, it's cl- it's further from your home. Mm-hmm. So, we, he was like, I'm gonna go to Fairfield. I'm gonna go to Providence, and I'm just like, okay, like I'm cool with whatever, but I want you to make sure you, like what, what your decision is is what I we're gonna be cool with because we're gonna make it work either way, and. I knew he was leaning towards Providence because he just felt a different vibe there. He felt very much more like it was his second home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I believe that if you want to go to Providence, you really should. Because it's like, it's your experience. And um, we can always see each other on the breaks, even on weekends. Like, we can visit each other. And it's really not going to be that long to staying away from each other. 
And so he decided to go to Providence, and I'm at Fairfield. And I think it's really cool because we get to talk about our different experiences. Mm -hmm. And he talks about, like, his roommates and the different classes he's taking. And I like that we can, like, have different experiences and then come together in the end and, like, have those. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a lot to talk about. And also, like, you're not at Fairfield all the time you like you can just be Charlotte and like not that you can't be in your relationship obviously but I think that you just like get to thrive and that's part of college you know in in and of itself is coming not knowing anyone like just figuring out your whole life basically like who are you alone I mean not like alone because you still have your support you still have your family you know this is not the big brother house okay that's what I like to know Um, I love big brother but But, yeah, I think it's awesome, and I want to speak to the people who are like, Charlotte, I want what you have, because I know there are a lot of people who say that to you, and people who are jealous, and, like, I just, I want to get, like, the true story, because, obviously, you're very much in love, and I think you're amazing, and from what I've heard about Stefan, he sounds amazing, like, I've, I think I've even seen him on FaceTime once or twice, he's a great guy, like, definitely love the kid, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, like, you know, what would you recommend for people, like, before you get into a relationship? Like, what What should people do? Is it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is it, you know, is it really the be-all or end-all? Because I think people don't understand that, like, you're still you. Life still happens. It's not going to solve all of your problems. Mm-hmm. So. So definitely back to when I said the friendship, you need to build a friendship first. Some people are like, oh, I can't wait to, like, find a guy tonight, you know, or like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a college thing. No, that's a college thing. Some people, like, are okay with. Like, the hookup culture. and But then, like, the next day, it's, like, not that okay. So I just feel like if you want to get into a relationship, first, you definitely need to be okay, like, with yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure you know yourself, you know what you want, and you can be open with somebody. Because in a lot of relationships, like, even in movies or some that I've seen, one person isn't being open with the other person. And then that other person is like, you need to be open with me. Why? I feel like I can't get anything out of you or something. And then they're like, I just can't. I don't know. Like, I, it just needs to be, I know myself and I know that I can, like, be in a relationship with someone else. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I know what I want. So if they do something that I don't like then I'll be okay with, like, breaking it off. Um, Because if you know your strengths and you know what you want in a relationship and you can't find that in the guy, like, you're dating or a guy that you find in school, then you're like, okay, I know I don't want to be with this person and I'm okay with that because I'm okay with sitting with myself and just, like, with my own feelings and thoughts i'm 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 okay with myself mm-hmm. um because a lot of people are like oh i want to find a boyfriend i need a yeah. girlfriend things like that but their time will come and they just need to be like okay when this comes it'll come and i just need to enjoy my time with myself right now because some people are like oh i like only like to be um with somebody else like, wait, I just had a thought. Now it disappeared. No. Well, let me give me a second to think about it. Well, I just want to put my own two cents in there. I know. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just want to say that, you know, you have to be comfortable with yourself and who you are. And you, if you don't love yourself, then how are you supposed to give love to other people? Exactly. And so um, I would definitely encourage everyone out there to just take advantage of the opportunities that we're all here to find different things out about ourselves and mm-hmm. love ourselves embrace that part of it. And I think that part of... y'all being separated right now I mean obviously you're still very much together and you're always talking and all of that but it's definitely like the growth aspect of it I think that nobody goes to college for four years and doesn't change in some way and that's not something to be afraid of that's just something that like we evolve we learn more things we grow we become different hopefully better people and so the fact that you guys are still very committed to doing that with each other but yet like giving each other space to do it on our on your own and like come together share notes all that stuff it just seems very healthy and definitely something to aspire to Mm -hmm. so um let's just do i guess a quick highlight reel what's the best thing 
And then maybe what's the most, well, maybe we should start with more negative just to get, bring it down to base for a second. What's the most difficult thing? Not like to say it's a bad thing, but like what's the most difficult thing that you like people who are like, man, I really want to be in a relationship with should be grateful that they don't have to deal with at the present moment. (laughs) Not to drag you down. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like something that they should be happy about. Not having to deal with yet. I don't know. I don't want to put it in a bad way. Like, obviously, it's not, like, a bad situation, but is there something like, man, I I don't have as much time to, I don't know, write my book? (laughs) I mean, uh, like, not really, because you're excited to see the other person, you know? And (laughs) I'm so confused. (laughs) No, okay, I understand. Like, I don't want to – I just – here's the thing, Charlotte. It's it's all so happy. That's the thing. That's what we're, why we're all so jealous of you. Ah, this is oh not helpful. God. I just dug you my know, own grave. You know, if some people if some people like to be alone or whatever, like they want their alone time. Say if they're in a relationship, I'll just say for someone else that they might want. Like, oh, I don't get to have a lot of alone time. I don't know. Yeah, no, the response is going to be, I don't want alone time. But that's fine. No, it's all good. Like, I don't have time to, like, make, uh, I don't know, blanket. I don't have time to make my own blanket. I don't have time to build my Lego set. Well, I guess for you, because it's something you've been doing for so long, maybe it's not. Like, I don't know. You've just, I feel like you've definitely found your groove. You know it works. You know how to keep things going. But, like, maybe for somebody who's brand spanking new at this, they're used Uh, to having their own time, you know, to, like, paint their nails. I don't know. So Mm -hmm. maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just going to say out there to anyone listening who wants to be in a relationship and is not, just know that it takes time. Like, to have what Charlotte has or, like, talking about the friendship building aspect of it, like, that is a time commitment, you know? Yes, and so is. sometimes, I mean, it's also, like, a selfish thing to be, like, I want to be in a relationship. Think about what you're doing for the other person, you know? Okay, sorry. Hot take. <laughs> but let's, let's be positive. What's the best thing? <clears throat> the best thing, well, honestly, that I've felt in this relationship is that you have kind of like an other half like what you don't what you like sometimes if you see something like negative Mm -hmm. or you're like oh it's such a like rainy day out then like this has happens like it's a rainy day out and then someone's like well then we could like stay inside and watch a movie or let's make some hot chocolate and it's both ways like sometimes you'd be like oh it's rainy out and i'm like you know what we could while it's raining oh no we couldn't go and play mini golf because sometimes we went to like mini golf and it was either closed or it was raining and he's like oh no and I'm like we got to drive here together experience this together and now we get to go back to one of our houses and hang out like it just feels like if you find something that you're a little bit upset about the other person can make it better and you're like you just make each other feel better about certain things no matter, and, and then if you're like feeling down or something, and then you text them, they're just like, "Hey, I'm here for you." It's a, it's another person that's there for you. Yeah, that's awesome, and thank you for sharing that, Charlotte. Because I just look at you as being someone who has so much knowledge about all different types of things, and you know that is on a lot of people's minds. I think it, being in college because they're just you're surrounded by so many people your age, and I don't know. It's definitely a thought, but I appreciate your insight into the topic and providing, you know, <laughs> um, your, your advice. I think it's really good and it's going to help people. And, you know, like you said, your time will come. And, um, you know, life is life. So yes. Stefan just said support most definitely. <laughs> he just texted me. Aw. He said that's facts, what I said. Aw. So we agree. <laughs> <laughs> well... Charlotte, we are coming to the end of our time on the show, and we had so much we want to talk about, but there's just so much to get to with you, and I don't think this will be your last time on the show, hopefully. I mean, this is already your second time, two weeks in a row. Oh, so exciting. I know. I'm so grateful that you were on the show. Is there anything that you need to get off your chest right now and share with the world? Mm, Final words. Final words is... 
Thank you, Val, for bringing me on the show. No, that was such a big, ominous blanket statement. No, you, no, I just want to give the space for it. But yeah, yeah. Well, of course, thank you for being on the show, Charlotte. It was honestly a great episode. I'm grateful that your family was listening. Hello to everyone that I don't know. Please don't judge me too harshly. Stefan says, hi, Mom. Oh, wait, no, say hi, Mom. Hi, hi Mom. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Stefan. Hi, Mom. Hi, Kiana. Hi, Titi's. Um, hi, Dina. Who else is on here? Um... I don't think anyone else is listening. That's awesome. But hello, Familia, that is listening to me. Yeah. Hi to everyone. Aww. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. That's, yeah, that's pretty much it for the episode. Just so everybody knows, last week I updated my, I guess, podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Music. So if anybody's interested in hearing previous episodes, including last week in which Charlotte was on for our Snow Day special, you can find that wherever you get your podcasts. And when you go to find that, you can also go into the description of my podcast and go to my website where you can submit suggestions for the show if there's anything you think I should change. And if you would like to be a guest, you can sign up to do that there. And that's pretty much it. So, again, Charlotte, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope you all enjoyed. Don't forget that words matter. Your stories are meant to be told. And that's it. So, bye for now, pals. It's Val signing off, and I'll see you next time. Bye.